This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. We're in Psalm 111 and looking forward to um, to studying the the book of Psalms. This is a really, this is just a praise song. It's one of those songs where David just comes in and he extols God. And he tells God all the good things that uh, he can think of about him. Very, very good psalm. He says, praise the Lord. And you can't go wrong with that, right? You can't go wrong starting out that way. In fact, praise the Lord, hallelujah, or, or regularly, they're the start. If you'll notice, if you're reading along with me, if you'll if you notice, there's an exclamation mark. It means to it, it means to be excited. It means to to be be joyful about it. It means to to open the day up with a, a song of praise. And I, I am today. I'm I'm very encouraged and very excited for the day. And I hope you are too. Praising God and finding and seeking His face is a uh, well. It's a powerful thing. It's a life changing thing. He says the works of the Lord are great. Uh, he says I will praise the Lord my, with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright. And in the congregation, he's saying, I'm going to praise the Lord with everything I've got. And I'm going to do that with all that I am, with my whole soul, with my heart and my mind, with my passions and my intellect. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it in the middle of the, he says, I'm going to do it in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. He's saying, I'm going to praise God in the midst of what he's doing. He says, the works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. Notice. <clears throat> People who study the Bible are people who <coughs> take pleasure in who God is. I don't know if you noticed that, but I coughed to the side so that you wouldn't get anything uh, there on the internet. Anyway, he says, the works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious. And ultimately, that's what we were made for, is to glorify God. And his works are through us. His works are for us and through us and to us. And God's works are honorable, they're glorious, and his righteousness endures forever, meaning he's unchanging. He's an unchanging God. We're going through those things, those ideas over and over, and if you'll notice the Bible over and over, puts those in your head. And the reason God, the Bible puts those in his head, because you, God's trying to reorient our heart and our mind, our passions and our intellect. He's trying to reorient them from over here where we're self-centered, self-focused, sin, uh, sin plagued and held down. We're all those things. And then he's trying to get us to be his-centered, his God-centered, God-focused, God, God-directed. And wow, that's what that's how he that's how he is. That's what he does. And what I'd say to you and what I'd let you know is that God is God, it takes a lot to to reorient our direction. It takes a lot to make focus in the right way, in the right places. That's why uh, a focus on sin, like in the Old Testament, a focus on the commandments and sin doesn't work. It, it, it All it does is unveil our wrongness, unveil who we are. If all day long I'm thinking about 
my sin and not doing my sin or not indulging in my flesh or indulging in my own, own my own will rather than God's will. If that's all I think about all day, my life is, notice your life is centered on who? If your life is centered on you, it's not centered in the right place. If it's not centered in the right place, then it's by definition centered in sin. And so even the process by which you try to live by the law causes you to walk in selfishness, self-centeredness, and sin. It just does. That's what it does. And as we study through the book of Psalms, if you'll notice, the psalmists are always orienting you not to yourself, but they're orienting you toward God. Because a life that's lived focused on God tends to mitigate and mediate and, and push down the focus on oneself. And it causes you to walk in God's ways and not your ways, which is, by definition, walking in sinlessness. It removes the hunger and the desire for sin. And so he says, his works are honorable and glorious and his righteousness endures forever. He has made wonderful his works to be remembered. Notice, you don't even have to just focus on what he's doing today. You can remember back on the things that he's done in the past. And that is a that is a great idea in the Old Testament, the idea of standing stones. I don't know if you know that or not, but they'd, every time God would do something, they would make an altar or a standing stone there. They'd dig a hole in the ground and they'd stand a stone up and then they would they uh, fill back in around the stone. And, and that standing stone was a remembrance of what God has done. And so not only should we look and see what God's doing today, but we got to look and see, remember the things God has done in the past. That is a God-centered life. It's a God-centered life, not a self-centered life. And a self-centered life is always going to lead to you being involved in doing what you do and not doing what God does. It is always going to be involved in that. It's always going to be doing that. He says, he says, he says, uh, he has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. Notice he's full of grace and compassion. He, God understands the situation we, he finds us in. He understands the situation that we're walking in and he's full of grace about it. He's given, constantly giving what we don't deserve and compassionate about everything. That's one of the most wonderful verses in, in, in the New Testament about Jesus. One of the, one of the most powerful ones for us is that he is familiar with our son. He is. He, he understands. He, he, he has great compassion for us and, and he, his empathy for us and understanding what the situation we find ourselves in. It's wonderful. He, he has given food to those who fear him. He will be ever mindful of his covenant. He's covenanted to take care of us, and he's going to make, meet not only our spiritual needs, but actually our physical needs. He has declared to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. Notice, he's declared to us the greatness of his works because he gives us who we are. He gives us the things that come from him and come from his throne and and even the works of the world around us. He, he takes from them and gives to us. He says the works of his hand are, are verity and justice. They, they're good. They're they're wonderful. He says, he says, the works of his hands are verity and justice, and all his precepts are sure. The way he does things are right. He says, they stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. They're unchanging. And when you walk in them, you're walking in an unchanging path. You're walking in a path of righteousness and holiness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Notice, we're redeemed by him, and and we we 
we have a covenant with him, which is a, which is a intimate relationship with him, and it's forever, and and it never goes away. Holy and awesome is his name. I love that. His name is holy, but it's also awesome. He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, and that's a verse that is used elsewhere, but it's the understanding. Wisdom is seeing the world as it actually is from a spiritual and a physical perspective. And, and when I say seeing the world as it actually is, it literally means to see God, see it from God's perspective. See the world as it is made, as it actually exists. And the way you get that get that wisdom, that that knowledge, that insights into how the world actually is, the way you get those insights is, is that you focus in on the person who made this. If I, want, if I wanted to learn Einstein's theory of relativity, the best person probably to learn it from was the person who came up with it. If I was back in the day and I wanted to know how to build a car, I probably ought to go see Ford and understand what he was thinking when he was building a car, the things that a person knows best are the things that they've made. And, and, and in order to understand the universe, in order to understand how uh, things are made, even Einstein did this himself. He used this question to orient himself toward how to think about the universe so that he would come up with general and, and special relativity. And what, what did he say? He said, if I were God, how would I make this? So you have to orient yourself in a position of seeing that God is the author of the th of whatever we're looking at and that he has the answers because he has the wisdom. He has the understanding. He, he knows how the spiritual and the physical work, all of it, because they come from him. And so to fear him, and fear doesn't mean to be trembling and afraid. Fear means to be understanding of your minuteness and his greatness, your nothingness and his wonderfulness as, as, as to orient yourself in the right position, understand that you are nothing. He is everything. And the only reason you have anything is because of, to orient yourself in that position, understanding that he's great and you're nothing gives you the uh, get puts you in the proper position to hear from him and to know his goodness and to know his greatness and to know how things are, how reality actually is. And what I would say to you this morning is you got to put yourself in your mind, your mindset to look at God and to see how wonderful and how great he is and realize that he's in charge and he's in control. And see, that's what makes me excited even today, because I can listen to the world and the world will say many things and they will oftentimes, if not always be wrong. But I can hear from God one little thing and it's always correct. It's always right. And it's always eternal and life-giving. And so why shouldn't I hear from him first and let all those other things pass away and, and focus my heart and mind on what he's got to say? He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. Meaning when we follow his ways and his precepts, we begin to understand his praise endures forever. And it does. It, it endures forever. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.